welcome to episode 95 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. Is this like an ASMR version of our thing? Come on, let's have some energy. I'm Paul Robinson. Let's do this. Do an episode. Okay. It's a very calm episode. Yeah. Because we all need to chill. Yeah. The fuck out. Yeah. In this day and age, or whatevs. Yeah. So we're still in it. Yeah. Still in it. In it to win it. I don't know about that, but we're definitely in it. Yeah. True, Is that true, your belly true. just now? Um, I don't know. That was, it sounded like it was crying. Oh, it's sad. Because um, it only got one Klondike bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I swear those things are smaller than they're they used to be. They're definitely smaller than they used to be. They made them thinner. They used to be like, yeah. I think that they're a decent size now. Before, sure. I found them kind of like, I don't know, they were overwhelming and intimidating. Yeah. It was like, ugh, I got it. This is a lot of ice cream. Oh, man. Ice cream is my but one of my biggest. Ice cream and pizza are my two biggest. Ice cream. <laughs> I like ice cream. I like me some ice cream. Uh, I'm not, I could live without ice cream. I really? like it, but like mm. if someone was like, you have to give up, you you can have gluten, but you could never have ice cream again. I'd be like, fuck you. See you later. Yeah. I don't need ice cream. I would even choose it over like cookies or something. Like I, I would I choose cookies over. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Flip it. Reverse it. Um, ice cream is just like when you have a nice ice cream, it's mm. like, oh, okay. But I find that most people don't. Like what you find at the supermarket, mm-hmm. it's acceptable. Well, yeah, well, it's acceptable ice cream. Yeah, but when I go to like a fancy patisserie or bakery and they happen to make gelato, mm-hmm. it's a big difference between fucking gelato and ice cream. You like a lot of gelato. I like a little gelato, but wow. I like gelato. Gelato is wonderful. It's ice all, cream's like whatever. It's, it's all about the air content. Exactly, and ice cream tends to have a. A higher air content in it, mm-hmm. especially I'm going to call someone out. I'm going to call a company out. Mm. Turkey Hill, mm. actually, too, and Briars. Okay. They are very well known for whipping a lot of air into their ice cream so that it looks like you're getting more than you're yeah. actually getting. And so it has this like moussey kind of texture, which I don't like. I like a dense ice cream, like Cold Stone Creamery. Mm-hmm. They have very dense ice cream. Yeah. High fat content. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to eat ice air. cream, you might do as well. It. it was my cheat day. Let's freaking do it. Saturday. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Dun, dun. So, um, yeah, we're still home. Yep. Still figuring all that out. I may still be employed after this. I don't know. Who uh, knows? <laughs> I'm just in denial right now. And, um, yeah, so I know uh, some news, I guess, uh, the, was it? Cans that said they, they weren't, they refused to go digital. Oh. So, because they were, they initially were like, no, we're going, it's the go ahead. We don't so care what you when, say. Like, when is doing, that? I think it was May or June or something. Oh, like they're that, still May. doing it. Huh? And they were like, yeah, no, we're doing it. We're not, there's no way we're going digital. And then well, they recently said, mm-hmm. well, then fuck it. We just, we'll just cancel it. Mm. So, to be fair though, a lot of those films really. Their deals depend on the fact that those things, once you release something online, that's it. People can just, you know, get copies of it and blah, blah, blah. So I can understand that too. I mean, look, things that, you know, we've said this before and we'll say it again. Things like Cannes and and all those big film festivals are not, it's not something I'm, yeah, I mean, it'd be great if our film was in one, I guess. But, it you know, it's so out of our league that I don't really, I view it as like, like the, you know, an award show, you know, like there's just something that like 
rich people got to worry about that sort of thing. <laughs> Not that they're, you know, a lot of those filmmakers aren't rich, obviously, but well, that same kind of mentality. You because, don't get in there without connections. Yeah. You know, those are like, so I kind of get it in that, like, those films are actually going to get distribution deals. And you can't get a distribution deal if your film's online already, you know, even though it would just be like, you know, you pay the money, then you want, but like I said, once something's digital and it's online, forget it. Everybody will have well, it. Well, somebody's going to find a way to hack into that. You no, know, that's, is, and is it'll be problem. way easy. Yeah. Uh, is that they're going to, but I just don't understand why you wouldn't postpone it, I guess. Say like, okay, we're going to, we always Wait hold, like two or three we months always or hold it at this time of, of year, but we can't do it. Yeah. We can't, we've missed the date. We it's can't like, why do, do it. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Sometimes I question our marriage. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a really uh, pretentious kind of like, well, then it'll be canceled. Well, yeah, it's, it's like, cans. Of course whatever. it's going to be like, pretentious. You know, it just, I don't know. Um, yeah, so that was, that's like the only thing that I've really been following. I'm trying, I try not to read a lot of stuff because everything's so covid heavy that yeah. it's like you start reading one thing and then you I've go really... down the covid spiral and i'm like oh no mm-hmm. i'm depressed and my anxiety's like through the fucking roof mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna sleep tonight so i don't really know what the hell's going on out there aside from like the the movies the <laughs> words mm-hmm. the movies that they initially released when all this kind of started and then nothing else really came after it i'm like was nothing else supposed to come out yeah, I don't know. I mean, you have like a lot of movies that have been pushed to like early next year and like all this crazy stuff. But it's like, well, I mean, well, I mean, AMC is on the borderline going to go bankrupt. Yeah, borderline so there's, bankrupt. So there's, there's that. that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And we didn't plan on talking about this, but I was thinking about it when I saw the headline and I was like, that's interesting because, you know, uh, in order for star wars and marvel to make billions of dollars they need movie theaters obviously Mm -hmm. amc being the biggest of all of them so if amc actually goes under what does that mean for movie theater i think they'll come back just not in the volume that that they're gonna you know the the amcs that weren't as lucrative they're not going to reopen those right but um the amcs near us for instance uh, Danbury, Danbury in Danbury, Connecticut. There's an AMC that's mm-hmm. kind of gigantor, and they just that's had the 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 IMAX theater that they opened up in there. IMAX, not really. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so I think that those locations will take preference. The ones mm-hmm. that are in Manhattan, that you know, mm-hmm. LA, and you know, places that are bigger. But the smaller ones are are they're going to be gone. Might I mean, who knows? Maybe this would be an opportunity for independent theaters to kind of uh, yeah. flourish. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's an independent theater obviously makes less money, but they also have less bills, I guess, and yeah. staff. And I don't know, maybe they'll get... Uh, I, I think it would be sort of smart for the, the studios to maybe cut them in more yeah to the actual because even ticket if, price right because even if they come back they're, they're going to be so they got to make up all this they got it yeah all this money. so i think it and would it was, be smart and, if the, stu- and it was, the studio is taking a loss yeah. either way and it was interesting because um amc just sent out a letter i read this article about how amc just sent a letter to all of its landlords of all the places mm-hmm. that they rent saying yeah we're not paying rent until we can open again so you know, like you know it's just like that's you know you can either kick us out or just deal with it i guess i don't know but i know they sent a letter saying that they're not paying rent anymore until you know they can reopen or whatever it's going to be interesting to see how everything bounces back from this because we enjoy going to the movies for you know not as much as we used to no but but yeah we do go for we would always i shouldn't say always but 
we would definitely take the option of watching stuff at home if we had the ch- if we had that yeah. option. But well, whatever. now we do have that option, but the variety and and the lack of variety and and choice for me is I wanted to see the hunt. Yep, you can. I know, but see, I had a question that was vaguely answered for me and i asked if emma roberts had a big part mm. someone that i knew that watched it and they were like from what i can tell because i said don't tell me and uh it kind of hinted that she may not have mm. so if i know that she dies off early then i would be willing to pay <laughs> for it but if it's you know 90 minutes or so of emma roberts as one of yeah like in a supporting role i just i can't i mean um, i don't really have any interest of the for that movie outside of Betty Gilpin. Betty Gilpin's all I care I just about. Want to if that see was anybody that else, I wouldn't have bothered. Because I've seen her in like Glow and and that uh, Nurse Jackie, I think mm-hmm. she, was that the one she was in? So she's always mm-hmm. playing kind of like this quirky, funny thing. I like to see her in something a little different. So that would be interesting. But if she wasn't in, I'd have absolutely well, if it zero was a, if it was a good actor, yeah, like she is. I would want to see it, but. Um, I have I have like a girl boner for her. Uh, <laughs> I think she's a really, really, really good actor mm-hmm. and she's really underrated. Yeah. And so I was just very excited for her. I have a cinematic boner for yeah. for Betty Gilpin because see her do well. I, I think that she she's so good and so many people don't know who the hell she is. And I just yeah. love that she got that she basically got this film and that she's the, the the lead in it. So I don't know. I will I will watch that, but I just don't know if right now during a time where I'm not working, if I want to drop twenty bucks yeah. on that right now. Right. So yeah. So I guess we'll we're just it, it's a wait and see. We have no idea how all this crap is gonna play out. They've pushed the dates, you know, it was April thirtieth till at least April thirtieth. Now they're talking potentially June, but of course, uh he who shall not be named wants to push everything up regardless of what may potentially happen because business, business, business. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they, I saw something saying that like Disney world is starting to, they they are starting to talk about potentially opening Mm. um, and doing like a temp check, which I had actually said, if you remember, we were talking about it and I said, I wonder check everyone's temperature on the way in. Yeah. And I said, I wonder if they're going to, enforce a temp check and you were like nah that's gonna be crazy and then i guess uh what's his name Iger. yeah bob, bob Iger. Iger. he's not really um, the president anymore though no but he was the one that was discussing yeah, it, I yeah. guess, um had said that it was it was being discussed they yeah. haven't made that a mandatory thing yet <clears throat> but uh, i i was kind of amused by the typical american reaction which is oh that's gonna take forever meanwhile it's like that's what they did overseas no fucking problems mm. it's just because we're so impatient and everything yeah. must be when we want it when we want it Plus now, we're now, always now. like it's like you it's know like, jesus it's funny that you know everybody complains that oh kids they never play outside and then they're on their screens all day and then the minute you're like you have to stay inside everyone's like fuck that i'm going out yeah <laughs> it's like, no, all right um, but I just, we love doing, and I, Hey, I was a kid once too. So, but we all, we just love doing stuff that we're not, that we're told not to. Yeah. But you say, it, they I, should tell us like, everyone has to go out right now. It's like at, at level stupid. Uh, and so my, my thing is that the temperature thing is it's a tip of the iceberg really. Right. Because how many people with the virus, I, I promise I won't talk about this for long. Cause I know everybody's sick of talking to this guy about this fucking virus already, but, um, I feel like this virus is like a troll yeah. and we're like, don't pay it any attention. <laughs> it feeds off of your attention. Yeah. But um, I, I think from what we've learned so far is that nothing is, nothing is sort of um, 
nothing's set in stone Mm -hmm. when it comes to the way it works. Yeah. So, okay, well, we're going to temp everybody. Like, okay, so what about the other 80% of people that are carrying it that don't have temperatures and are going to go right through the door? Or like, what if happens if someone does have a temperature, then you have like, you You've know, just been around all these people. That, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't really. It just so, it makes no know. sense. It makes no Whatever. sense. In, Look, in, they're gonna they're gonna open everything prematurely, and it's not gonna be good. But it'll happen. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You just got to do we your need best to learn to... from Iceland. I believe I just read an article about how Iceland yeah. is actually they're kind of ahead of the curve on learning about it because they found that eighty percent. I may have pulled that number out of my ass mm. of the people that have it in Iceland. Uh, had no symptoms, hmm. fifty or eighty percent. It was some obscene amount of num- uh, some obscene number of people that have zero symptoms but tested positive for it. Hmm. Um, and then I'm, um, you know, there's also how reliable are these tests, which we've already learned yeah. are only, I believe, thirty percent of the time they're incorrect. Yeah. So how many people are testing positive that actually aren't positive, and vice versa? Yeah. It's a mess. It's a freaking mess. So um, let's just move on. Mm-hmm. We want to keep everyone safe. Let's hope everything. We're hoping for the best. But now we're going to live in bliss and distract ourselves. Yeah. We're going into the matrix. So speaking of distracting ourselves while we're home alone, mm-hmm. well, ah! not alone, but just, you know, quarantined. We, we Forced to be around we, one uh, another 24 finally decided to film something outright. You know, I've been picking up the camera and running around and playing with stuff and learning things. And um, the other night we shot something. And um, I wanted to talk about it because it was a, a, a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that's lighting. Mm. So with this short, and I don't want to give anything away, obviously, but there's some night action going on. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah. But the idea is, this is one of the toughest things for me so far, is to light as if there's no light. Mm-hmm. You know, and look, everything has light because you can see even when you get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, there's a light coming in through your the window, your, your eyes adjust, there's light coming in the window, that's your neighbors, you know, whatever it is. So it's the the biggest thing is light motivation, right? And everybody loves to just throw a light outside their window, put a blue gel on it, and then boom, you got moonlight, mm-hmm. which I've done, you know, plenty of times. But I wanted to, I didn't want to go heavy handed with that. I w- my plan was to kind of start with that as a base. And then build off of that, you know, so if I, let's say I have a window and I wanted to have some, some quote unquote moonlight coming through, well, then that moonlight isn't good. Like when your eyes adjust to it, it's not like some noir film where you just Mm -hmm. got these harsh streaks of light coming in. All right, well, this is our lighting motivation. So we got light coming through the window. Let's use that. And how would the light react? It would bounce around the room a little bit more. Your eyes would adjust and you'd have a little bit more ambient light. You know, uh, I did some lighting tests where I bounced bounce the light off the ceiling and the walls and, um, you know, because you want to bring up the ambience in the room. So that way, when you, you know, when you're filming, for me anyway, this has been this has been my experience when you're Mm -hmm. filming for a dark scene like that, you want to bring up the ambient light of everything. So that way, when you go into post and crush it all down, you're not dealing with noise. And I mean, you said more than once, like, this looks really bright. Yeah. You know, and um, that was always the plan because I wanted to be able to control what parts of the image fell into darkness? So if that was too bright, yeah. I can just darken it right down. Once your scene, if you, once your scene's too dark, there's just really nothing you can do yeah. about that. Yeah. If you brighten it up, you can't just brighten certain things up. You bring the whole thing up, and then it looks weird. Well, that. Well, I mean, you can brighten up whatever you want, but at 
then you start to introduce noise, and then that becomes a well, whole other issue. That's what I mean. Yeah. It, it's it affects everything. You can you can nitpick at things and say, well, I just want to raise this, but then it's at the, at you're sacrificing something else to be able to get that. Is that right. worth what you're now going to take away from something else that otherwise looked good? Right now, that's going to look like you know kind of subpar to get this to look a little bit better. So, uh, but it's kind of it's the same as um, the way makeup reads. Mm-hmm. You know, so lighting, it looks so damn bright and you think, God, there's no way that's ever going to work because it's so bright. But then it's the opposite with makeup. I mean, mm-hmm. that's actually not the opposite. The same with makeup yeah. where you put, um, I put, I, first of all, this isn't the script that we were talking about before. Yeah. This was we're something that, that, I ju- that I just came up with. And um, I thought of, I just thought of the story like maybe two days before mm-hmm. I thought of the story of the concept of it and it was completely different. And then you were like, okay, so let's film that thing today. And I was like, well, I don't have a script. I have nothing. Like I didn't write any dialogue really for it. I just had an idea for it. So while you were setting up lighting, I wrote the script on my phone in my notes, just wrote because it's two characters. I, I played both characters. I would have preferred not to, but mm. again, we're quarantined. So it was like, I had to write something that I was going to be able to play both characters. And um, it was the first time that, I've ne- that I've had, you know, 20 minutes to remember my lines. Yeah. Um, and so we had to sort of film it in sections because I, I didn't remember. I mean, I had just written it, so I didn't really have time to sit with it. And one of the characters is, uh, what'd you say? She's enhanced in a way. Yeah. And I had to put makeup on that I didn't have because, mm-hmm. again, this wasn't planned. So I didn't have time to order stage makeup and mm-hmm. actually ha- I had nothing. So I was trying to pull stuff out of my makeup bag that was intended for other things and then Mm -hmm. use it as that type of makeup. Uh, It was a real hoot cleaning it all off my face because they had a lot of waterproof stuff. (laughs) That was real fun. Mm -hmm. But what you see in real life looks perfect. For instance, if you look at the stills that I took with my phone that we put like on the socials and stuff, Mm -hmm. perfectly acceptable makeup. It worked. It did did its job. But then on camera, it was like I didn't have anything on my face. Yep. which is so obnoxious. So you have to really, really overdo makeup. Mm-hmm. And I may have enhanced it digitally a little bit. Yeah, you well. had to because I there was just so much that I could do with yeah. what I had. And um, yeah, so there was like, there's like a bit of an effect that, that you've done there. And so it, it, is, it, is it our best work? No, I don't My think. My God, I would hope not. But it, it's, a good, it's a good practice, you know, because not, not everything has to be like film fest worthy, yeah, I guess. Right. And even still, I'd be like, you know what? Throw it in a film fest. I guess if, if enough people well, were like, hey, I really like that. It was funny. All right. Yeah. You know, I mean, we made it. So you might as well if it's, if you know, if it's decent. I'm not yeah. spending $70 to submit that into something. But um, I think it's, it, I don't know, it's a catch 22 because I so enjoy stuff that looks beautiful. I really appreciate something that's high quality, yeah. well lit and, you know, just, it just has a, beautiful beautiful grade and you know that's all nice but then you know there just was no time for that yeah actually no there was plenty of time for it but there wasn't enough resource we didn't have enough people here to help us do that and so you were having to do everything yeah audio included Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it was a lot of fun it was fun though you know us just doing our you know like like the good old days of shooting fucking um diary of a hit woman we don't talk about that (laughs) um that you was know, still scripted. I mean, yeah, but this pl- was playing with playing with some lighting and this was um, very like Chronicles where it was just like, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so now I'm in post with it, um, hoping to finish in the next couple of days and then 
put it out there because like you said it's you know it's 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 good to learn so it's something i want to put time into you know i was running around for hours outside setting my lights because you know while this doesn't have to be like you said doesn't have to be film fest worthy but at the same time it's something that you want to experiment with so with that experimentation comes time so yeah you know and you know we're filming until you know 12 30 in the morning and which is late for us because we're old. Well, we started filming at like, we well, started, started at like 9.30 or something like well, that. A little bit before that, but Not yeah. Nine o'clock. I mean, yeah. you started setting up lights before that, but yeah. we didn't actually start filming till like maybe 9.30. And it's, I don't know, two minutes long. Yeah. And it still took us all that time. Well, with, it was two or three minutes. It was maybe yeah. what, at most, a page or a page and a half, yeah. if even that. Um, And it still took us hours because... You know, we have to make sure, can you see the boom mic in here? Is the mm-hmm. boom mic close enough? Can you hear it? Does mm-hmm. sound, you know, so for those of you that do watch it when we release it, we're aware that it's not the greatest audio. <laughs> it's not like we're like, this is totally acceptable. But yeah. we did not, we had no choice. There was yeah. no choice. So we just did the best with what we had. And yep. so maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Yeah, we're I mean, like, what the hell are you thinking? That's not funny at all. You're not yeah. funny. <laughs> but that's, you know, it's just like, stuff, all right. stuff we're making. Um, we're going to shoot another thing and couple weeks i guess too and we'll see you know that'll be another thing we just spend a day we shoot it and that's that that one will be a lot more post in it but way way but you know there may be even something else that we shoot that maybe has no doesn't have a lot of posts that's just straight i don't know i mean look there's you know it's just we're just learning here just this is us improving our craft rambling on about it cool irony that we finally have the time to film stuff and we have nobody to help us this is our broken glasses moment totally is this is very twilight zone and i just I don't know. Yeah. It forces creativity. It forces you to film stuff. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, if we were in quarantine, we probably would not have, I would have never thought of these two scripts. Yeah. It just wouldn't have crossed my mind. And so it, you know, pros and cons there. Yeah. That we finally have the time and it's a nice distraction. And But then you're like, just just one pair of hands, <laughs> extra pair of hands. Whatever, just somebody to hold the boom mic. Yeah. And you're like, hey, can you just move that light <laughs> move yeah. it to the left? It would have, it would have been ideal. Mm-hmm. But that that wasn't what we had, so I guess we'll see we'll see how that how that does, and if anybody else out there is filming stuff, do let us know. Yeah, we'd love to see it. Um, I know that uh, this will come out Sunday, so you should have some time. No film rights putting on another mm-hmm. contest, so I encourage people to always do those. Not just film riot, but all of them, you know, because they're just great. If you have the means, of course, but that's just great fun it's great experience it's great to take whatever confines they give you and work within them um i still love doing that those online things you know it's the beauty of digital too because you know 20 years ago you couldn't do that yeah you know you couldn't just grab a camera and start filming especially during a time where people are out of work it's like well do i really want to spend money on film right now is that and then and then processing film is that something that i want to do and uh you know say what you will about digital but it's it's an option that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. Film was very, very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. And when you waste film, it's just money flying out the door. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, yeah, you know, you have time that you're putting on your camera and, the, you know, the, the cost of SD cards and stuff. But that's the beauty of them is that, hey, I don't need all this crap that's on here. It's just hard drives. Yeah. Uh, you know. Let's keep filling up hard drives. So, anywho, hopefully we'll have the final draft of that before the next episode yeah i think so should be safe bet and then we can we can tell you how 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 people responded to it yeah if i got the like yeah no that's the thing and then you know we've talked about this before about the about film criticism and like you know 
if you enjoyed it, then that's great. But everyone's always just like, oh my God, it's so, that's such a cool short and that's so fun. But no one's like, I liked it. It was really fun and great. And uh, I see what you're doing here, but here's my feedback, you know? I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, this it's just is for a, fun anyway. Yeah, this, it's not like a big, huge thing that, that we need like, to like, you know, take apart and, you know. Yeah. This is just like, look, we filmed it. And if, if you didn't have the hahas, then whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I spent 15 minutes tops on that. So didn't really have a lot of time to, to work on the hahas. Yeah. I was just like, uh, I guess I'll figure it out when we're filming. So we wanted to, to squeeze something independent into the into the mix because yeah. we've been doing like a lot of higher budgeted sort of reviewing a lot of films and, and stuff like that they're high higher budgets um so we have two things to talk about actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um one of them was that Shit's creek ended mm-hmm. i'm gonna save that for last okay before that it's gonna get for <laughs> i got spilkas in my connecticut boink um before that you said hey is there hey what are you thinking of watching which is your way of saying <laughs> I have something that I want to watch because you always do that. Otherwise, you go, "What's Bubba's want to watch? What do, what do you what do you have? What would you have in mind?" But when you say it specifically like that, yeah. I know that there's something that you want to watch, and that it's ninety eight percent of the time going to be some type of lower lower budgeted sci fi mm-hmm. something or other. You've cracked my code. So I was like, I don't know why. What do you want to watch? <laughs> <laughs> and then you said, Code Eight. Code 8. So here's the story. Here's the, the skinny on Code 8. Code 8, so Robbie Amell and Stephen Amell, they're like cousins or whatever. I thought they were brothers. They look exactly no, alike. I think they're cousins. Oh, um, interesting. So they made a short film a couple years ago called Code 8, and it was basically a proof of concept for this feature. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to secure funding, so they made this short film to garner attention and yada, yada, yada. But, uh, you know, because of their, you know, their... Stephen Mel's been Prowse. on Arrow, Arrow for like a million years, and mm-hmm. Robbie Mel's actually been on. I think he's been on the Flash, and you know, so they've got uh, you know they've they're in the biz. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. just some randos. They've got money and they're in the biz. And um, but at the same time, I I really appreciate the fact like you know they they, they, they got together funded this they crowdfunded this yeah and they got like a couple million bucks or whatever. But I really appreciate when somebody has, whether I agree with it or, or like it or not, I really appreciate the fact that when people have like a vision and it's something they're going after, it's not just like, oh, you know, uh, I don't know. It's not just some kind of seat of your pants kind of thing where mm-hmm. you're just whatever. This is something that they had a passion about. They wanted to make it. They did the thing and then they raised the money. So they spent time in it. It wasn't just something they were like, oh, I got a bunch of money. Let's make this. And then we can see if we can make a profit off it. This to me, it seemed like, they, this is something that they, you know, had, it was like a, a passion project for them. So it didn't automatically piqued my interest in that regard. Plus, you know, sci-fi and everything. And I, and the, I thought the short film was done really well. I know they did it for like no money, but you know, like I said, they have connections and stuff. So. No money? Well, you know, probably a couple grand or whatever, you know, but they probably what? called the, oh, the, uh, I'm talking about the short, the short, oh. film, the short one. Yeah, that did. I don't know about, but I mean, um, the, the film itself was crowdfunded at, at like 200,000. They made. I think over four million. Yeah, something like that. Or three point four million. There was a four in it. Yeah. So it was either three point four or four million, something like that. Yeah. Which in Hollywood is pennies, but it's still yeah. a lot of fucking money. I thought they they it's a lot of yeah. I thought they they utilized the money well. You know, it looked more expensive than that to me. Um, I thought the visual effects were pretty good for the most part. I've seen way worse on way better, mm-hmm. bigger budgeted films. So I thought that was pretty solid. You know, they used it sparingly, um, which was smart. Um, but 
I don't know. Like, I really, really wanted to like this film. I really did because I was rooting, rooting for them. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've, I, I'm, you know, I, I like Stephen Amell. It seems like, you know, I've heard interviews and stuff. He seems like just okay. Like, he's not like an asshole or like, you know, some kind of prima donna or something. He just wanted to make a film with his cousin, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I don't know. I just really wanted to like it. I thought the concept was strong, the idea, the main concept of it all. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Look, the, uh, they did good. They did Their acting was good. The mom, I thought, was good. Um, the visual effects were good. You know, lighting was good. Audio was good. I just, the plot, the story kind of just, I don't know. I felt like it was over overly complicated, and I wish that it would have been more, I wish it would have felt more indie. I appreciate the fact that they made it feel like it was more expensive, which mm-hmm. it did, but I really would have loved for it to feel much more grounded and in, in I mean, it was pretty grounded, but I would have loved to f- loved for. I love when sci-fi goes indie, mm-hmm. and I felt like this could have been a great opportunity for that. I feel like, but there's there's a lot that, of spectacle that this movie worked at a lower budget than, say, something like Moon. But to mm-hmm. me, Moon, which had a character in it, mm-hmm. was way stronger of a sci-fi. Yeah. So here's what's well, Moon's a high concept too, but it's yeah. a high concept. It is. But what I'm saying is that. It's it's simplistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sim- there's a lot it's, going it's very on simplistic. in this. And I and I and I can appreciate that happening because look, our our as writers, our brains go all over the place. And I'm one of those people that will try to over explain things, and then I find that, and so then I started to dial that back so much so that people then didn't understand it because I was under explaining because you're always afraid of not giving enough or giving too much. Mm-hmm. There's always that fine line, and that's what makes a writer really great is when you're able to tell an otherwise complex concept in a really simplistic way. Mm -hmm. And this story for me, I felt was really generic. I've heard this concept a hundred times of people with powers and they always have the same powers. It's always the same thing. Somebody's got the hots, somebody's got the colds, Somebody's got the shockings. All it's always the same thing. It's the same powers every single time. I already know what I'm going to get with that. And I felt like they were following a handbook. They were following the indie sci-fi handbook. Cue protagonist who risks it all for dying parent. See, I feel like I would have loved to helpless girl who needs to be saved by a protagonist. C. Cue bad guy. D, Q, really bad guy. Yeah. E, Q, really, really bad guy. <laughs> you know? It's always the same thing. It's like there's this 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 ladder of villainry. Yeah. And it's the same villain. And the villain has always played the same. That was the first thing I said. Q, strip club with neon undertones. Q, strippers. It's always the same thing. Yeah. Like as soon as the movie started, I knew what I was getting and I knew what was going to happen in the story. I'm like, he's going to meet this other guy. His mother's sick. Yeah. He's going to do the th- And then she's going to get caught. In, uh, like I already knew what was going to happen. And I yeah. felt like they followed a model and then they over explained what we've already seen. So I was not invested in a single one of those characters. I didn't really care what yeah. happened to any of them. And then he puts the girl at risk at the end. And then he's like, never mind. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what was the point of that? Um, yeah. So I, I, mean, I really, I, I would have loved for them to focus on the relationship. I think they had a great opportunity to focus on the relationship with him and his mother and also dealing with 
something that they really they introduced but they never really followed up with it which would have been interesting is the the way that these people with powers are treated and they could have had a lot to say about um racism and and you know that sort of stuff i would have liked i would have liked to they could have they had a whole wealth of stuff to dive into with that and their intro an opening credit i guess intro i was like oh oh this might be this might be interesting because a lot of times when people when when filmmakers do this um like this mock creation of news clips news clips it's always really really false and saccharine and weird and you're like oh it just looks so fake and they did a really good job of not making them seen like oh these robots come down you know what i mean that was really good i wish they had kept that tone going where Mm -hmm. you keep it really simple where the powers aren't so you know and then i don't know not to be mean here, but I don't know who came up with the fidget spinner police car in the sky. I that's pretty I didn't typical. like that. I, I, mean, I just a pretty typical. It looked like a fidget spinner, and yeah. I, every time I saw that thing, I was like, it's a "Giant fidget spinner." Yeah. And it they had like this. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The 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 police robots that fly out of the fidget spinner. They were decent, but mm. I've seen that already. I've mm-hmm. seen that robot with the one eye yeah. in the front. I've already seen this. Like and we mother. Yeah, exactly. That's all I thought. As soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, that looks like the mother robot. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know. We, You're kind of like a, a sucker for, for any kind of sci-fi, whereas I tend to be more specific. And I, I like a lot of, like, social stuff and space. But mm. it has to be, like, I don't like space shows. I don't know why. Mm. But sci-fi space shows just do not fucking work for me there i watch them with you because mm-hmm. like, as soon as you see those you're like oh my god your hair stand it's on the list yeah. you gotta watch it there's a sci-fi series in space that takes place in space or on a spaceship i haven't you're started in. the expanse yet but that's supposed to be a good one you're in but those usually i don't like films i do i'm you know this all started with mm-hmm. me for, with aliens and i think that's where it started as a kid i saw you know alien yeah. and aliens and i was just like oh my god and you yeah. know ripley was like so fucking well, amazing we just watched high me. life you know that was yeah I, I have a thing i have a thing for for space film sci-fi mm-hmm. film moon but then i really enjoy like district nine mm-hmm. type sci-fi mm-hmm. i enjoy stuff like that something that has like social this social, yeah, this social co- you know that yeah and it, it deals with like socioeconomic class and, and stuff like that really well done yeah i feel like they they really missed an opportunity to do that with this film and i think they set it up to to be able to do that yeah but never just, there was no follow-through it felt like um and i don't want to put you know i'm not trying to rag on all the people that were involved in the production they except all, that that's exactly what well they happened. all did sound people the sound department production design yeah, that was look, all great it, but uh everyone the did, concept just didn't work for me did i mean the, the, the story didn't really everyone work for did me. their job but to mm-hmm. me it just it i've seen this before it's all, like i said it felt generic and um it, it started off really strong i liked that i liked that tone and i was so bummed when it just turned into like it felt like like a sci-fi power version of the crow Okay. You know, like, just, like, the crow had, you know, look, I love the crow, okay? But it came out in, what, 90... Oh, I don't know. 92? Early 90s, yeah. Early 90s. And so, at that time, it was like, ooh, dark and gritty. But when you watch, you go back and you watch the crow, you're like, oh my god, this is almost terrible, you know? And I loved the crow so much. I loved the crow, but they... That had that wasn't really like a thing yet, right? But when you watch that movie, you have like you have the protagonist who who puts it all on the line. 
for a loved one. Mm. Then you have the bad guy. Then you have the really, really bad guy. Then you have the really, really, really bad guy. You know, oh, yeah. so you had it followed that schematic, if yeah. you will. And this did the same thing. It had the like, like that's why I said like Q stripper, Q like interesting dark girl with shaved head. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it just that kind of stuff doesn't. I don't know. I I, I wanted to like you said. I, I wanted to like it once I I saw that intro, but it just didn't really do it for me yeah i didn't expect it to either because i tend to not like this type of sci-fi yeah. so you know take it with a grain of salt because i it, i don't know i really like the last film that that uh rob was it rob amell did uh that arc, arc. A- arq that was really good i really liked that one i really enjoyed that that was a really good sci-fi simple yeah perfect simple. example of like a, a simple concept executed perfectly Beautiful. I would watch. Yeah, I would definitely highly recommend. I know we, we watched it's, that before this A-R-Q, started. It's ARQ, not ARC with a C. It's yeah. ARQ. And God, I want to say that was like 2016, 2017, 2016, yeah, 15, something 16, like something like that. It's on Netflix or was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That I highly recommend. And he was in that. That's my kind of sci-fi. Yeah. I really liked that. But so, yeah, so um, unfortunately it didn't hit a home run for me, but I definitely don't regret watching it at all. And I, I'll definitely, I know that the um, the two, Stephen and Rob, you know, my my pals, <laughs> Stephen and Rob, and Rob. Uh, they're doing some kind of spinoff of this for that Quibi thing that's coming out, you know, that Quibi. Isn't it like a show that they're doing? Yeah, some kind of show they're doing on, on Quibi. I don't know where if it's before or after Maybe or it'll whatever. be different. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Quibi yet. I haven't watched anything yet. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. That I mean it's like essentially a, like a short films network. on a phone. I don't yeah. I don't know how that but you know, I know a lot of people like to watch stuff on their phones, but I actually don't really like to I watch don't like watching stuff, stuff on, my, on phone. my phone. You know? Um I mean I watch like tutorials and stuff, obviously, but I don't Anything I'm invested in, I'm not going to watch on my phone, let alone portrait. You know what I mean? So mm, yeah, um, it's not it's not a fave of mine. I mean, I, I hope they hit. Hey, look, I hope they succeed. They're doing something different and interesting, I guess. But and that they've put a ton of money behind it because they're getting all these stars to do stuff in it, yeah. like Sophie Turner and all these people. But um, Mazel Tov. It's just yeah. it wasn't for us. I don't. If now if they release it online and I can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, landscape on my TV, oh my then God. that's fine. I, I would, because that's, that's what it is, right? It's short films. It's literally just short films or short or series, you know, that I think this, there's a lot of series on there too, or whatever, but I don't know, short content, you know, where it's like bite-sized things. And it's like, I don't know. I can't see myself getting into it. I feel it. like a lot is lost on, on the phone. Yeah. I don't want to be like one of these like uh, uh, elitist purists, purist, you know, but uh, I think, I think the, the phone theater. is where I draw the line. I'll watch it on a, a laptop phone, yeah. or whatever, computer I mean, screen. Me, I don't care like, about any of that stuff, but a phone. An iPad is as small as I'm willing to go in a pinch. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I can't. And then it's like you're holding the phone. Yeah. So you sing like your arm and you keep like, and then God forbid you move the wrong way. It switches back and then you're like, yeah. fucking landscape. Come on, come yeah. on. Like, and then you got to pause it. Then, you know, it's just, I don't like watching stuff on my phone. I, I like to be able to stream it onto the 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 TV or be able to watch it on, I don't know, like you, you know, your PC or yeah. a laptop or something. But I just can't, I just hate watching stuff on the phone. I use my phone for three things, right? Podcasts, tutorials, and, and ignoring you. <laughs> So, um, okay. So we have, we, we have, um, refrained from talking about Schitt's Creek because we started, we, we were way late to the game Mm -hmm. and I will be the first to admit that this was kind of like when, uh, Oscar buzzy type films come out and everyone goes, Oh yeah, you gotta 
watch this. And then it's everywhere, 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 everywhere. It's all you see. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to watch that now because you've shoved it down my throat and I yeah. don't care. But I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge fan of the gifts. And I mm-hmm. do say gifts, whatever, get over it. Um, and I've been, I've been told I'm somewhat of a gift master. Mm-hmm. I have uh, I have my faves. It's an art form, really. It is. I have my faves, and I will. People will often tell me, "How the fuck did you find that so fast?" Because we'll be in the middle of a conversation, and then I'm like, "I have the perfect gift. I already know in what section of my favorites it's in. It's mm-hmm. closer to the front, you know." And um, I'm not gonna lie. When I'm bored, I will sit there and look for the right gifts. Heart, heart, heart. Got you for later, and yeah. I know what I'm looking for. And what started happening, kind of at the beginning of last year, was I kept getting gifts for David's character Mm -hmm. in Schitt's Creek. And I knew because I had seen it like pass, I don't know, Hulu, whatever that was on Netflix or whatever, you know, I'd seen the cover. So I was like, oh, this is that show. And I had zero interest, zero interest in watching it. And a couple people had said like, oh, that show's really funny. And I was like, eh, because I right away looking at the cast was like, all right, I've seen American Pie. I've seen the best in shows and they're never really quite type my, it's not my kind of comedy. So I was like, "Ah," you know, wildly underestimated how different this was from that. For me, it was, I saw Eugene Levy and I saw Chris Elliott and I was like, pass. Chris Elliott, Chris Elliott was a hard pass for me. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, nothing against Eugene Levy. I mean, is I have a newfound respect for him after watching this, oh, but yeah. um, it, he's Catherine not something O'Hara. that. Yeah, she, she's great too. But there's nothing about him that that for me is like I have to watch the next Eugene Levy vehicle. You know. Well, because it. Well, that's the thing is that we've talked we've talked about this a couple of times. There's a lot of actors that are good at playing a certain role. Mm-hmm. And Eugene Levy is awesome at playing that character that Eugene yeah. Levy always plays. And that's why when I yeah, saw the, him. the American Pie dad. Well, that not only that, but I, I, I was thinking more like the best in show movies because mm. he's in that with Catherine O'Hara. So yeah. I thought it was like more like that. I was like, if it's going to be that same dynamic, I, I've never really liked those too much. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to be something that I want to see. Um, I wasn't familiar with his son. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I refuse to, to call her by her name. She will just... <laughs> like always for me alexis. it's always alexis yeah. i mean i don't she should just legally change her name to alexis so um annie ann something like that i think so we're the worst yeah uh, especially because now i want to watch everything that she's in anything she's in now yep. i'm going to watch because i i i love the character so there's there's this it's such an onion this one it's mm. such an onion there's so many layers so it's um it's obviously a, it's a comedy mm-hmm. and it's about this you know, uber rich family that uh, loses all of their money and they move to a town that they bought sort of like as a joke because they had so much money that they bought this town and it's called Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. And um, just watch it. I'm not going to give away like every aspect of, of, of that timeline for, the, for them, but this show is just, it's 100% about the characters. Mm-hmm. The story is almost irrelevant yeah. at times. The writing is so amazing and the characters and the performances are so good. I will rarely say that, that it almost didn't matter what was happening because it was written so well. The mm-hmm. characters were written so well. The timing was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and the execution was just great that that's that's how you know something's written really amazingly when the plot doesn't even matter. Yeah, it was good, but it's just it didn't even matter what they were doing. It could have mm-hmm. been a half an hour of them shaving their legs. <laughs> it, would have, it would have still somehow worked. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I, I'm... I rarely say 
that I, I wasn't ready for something to end. Yeah. And I think it's perhaps because we started so late. I think if we had started watching it when it came out, it would have sort of paced itself more and it would have felt like it was time. But we basically binged through, what was there, five? Six seasons. Six seasons. So we went through five seasons in like a month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> we just started. And they're half an hour, so it's yeah. it's easy to, it's easier yeah. to do that. And we sort of flew through it. And then before we even knew it had happened, it was like, oh, we're live on the last yeah. season. Last, like, no, the last... Four episodes or something? We yeah, were we were like, oh, no. And then it's going to be over. Yeah. And uh, I had the sads mm -hmm. and, and I, I had the cries at the end a bit. I was really bummed because I miss I miss the characters. And they're the kind of characters that it's, it's, like, it's like a fungus. They grow on you, right? Mm -hmm. Because the first like, couple of episodes, um, Catherine O'Hara plays Moira differently. Yeah. And then she sort of did this like, switch i think like maybe like the third episode and she added something different to the character because at first she was just wildly obnoxious yeah and i almost dreaded <laughs> when it was screen time for moira yeah but then something happened yeah. and i started to just love her yeah. <laughs> and with the exception of uh what's his face chris elliott yeah i could i could have left him yeah he was probably the only character that i was like eh, I don't, whatever yeah um but I, I could have lived without rolling shit, but <laughs> but Alexis and David and Moira and John are just <sighs> so good. Yeah. They were so good. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the show is like, I think everybody kind of came to them late. Like they're quit. They're, they're ending. I shouldn't say quitting, but they're ending the show at like its peak. Which is know? the best thing to do. Yeah. Honestly, like I could have easily watched three or four more seasons yeah. of that <laughs> easily. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, the thing that I found interesting, very entertaining. Yeah, thing that I found very interesting uh, that I loved about the show because I was I was watching it and I was like, you know, they don't really address sexuality in the show, right? You know, is David gay? Is he bisexual or whatever? Well, he's pansexual. Well, it's the thing is like, and then I read an article about it and it made all you know that clicked is that like you know, and not that I needed any kind of explanation, but living in America, you think a town like that is not going to be very receptive to homosexuality. Yeah, realistically, yeah. that wouldn't have But then, the, But the show exists in a world where that's not, the, the, in a world where the way it should be in that that's not an issue. It's not something to bring up one way or the other, whether right. you're so for it. Oh, look how, yeah. well, it just it exists the way it is. To, to their, you know, David story. sleeps with women and men and, you know, I mean, they, they, you know, they needle it a little bit. He with, leans more towards men well yeah but you know in in the later seasons he may have may or may not have a partner and then that yeah. person may have some issues with um telling their parents or whatever that sort of thing kind of comes up but they never yeah. like there's never any kind of social kind of like oh your son's gay or you're well, whatever think, you know, you know and, and it's just everything is just what it is that exactly. everybody's like that's what i loved about it because so it, accepting that it's not even a, uh, an issue to be accepting of you it know wasn't what i mean like spelled out yeah which is what and i was like that's so genius because yeah. at first i'm looking for it you know like i'm trained by this country and and whatever to be like all right well is this is this town accepting of him yeah. is this town going to be revolt against him because he's gay and it's like well no it just he just is and then that's as if he was heterosexual. It's not a. It's yeah. not any kind of big deal. I was like, that is so genius. I don't know by me talking about it, I'm making it a big deal. But <laughs> I just feel like it's so genius that they went that way. Well, I think because you have look, there's there's bandwagons that 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 a lot of production companies and stuff will jump on, not because it's something that's genuinely important to them, but because it's like, look, this is what's being talked about now. So let's make a show where we 
like make a point of of uh, focusing on people's sexuality yeah. so that we can make a point of being like, hey, this person's bisexual. Hey, this person's pansexual. Hey, you know, ver- as opposed to just being like, oh, well, I've seen this person with both men and women, so I'm assuming they're bisexual or, you know, yeah. uh, David has this. But the show goes even further than that and is like, we're not explaining shit to you. This is just how it is. It's you have just to accept David. it. That's just yeah. David. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he just he's just he's just uh, David. And um, so good. His out first of all the wardrobe like people in charge of wardrobe I mean that must take take forever just Moira's outfits alone yeah. um, it just everything just from first of all David wears black and white in everything mm-hmm. in every episode he has a black and white theme to his outfit yeah and um, I have to say that in the beginning along with Moira the next character that I was a little bit like oh God was Alexis because there's 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 like the top five things in, in life that make your ass pucker because they're yeah. so annoying. And for me, it's women that speak in upward inflection yeah. and vocal fry. Yeah, I can't fucking stand that. And she doesn't have an upward inflection, but she has this obnoxious kind of way of talking. And it's really, really fascinating to watch her in interviews because she sounds nothing like that. I mean, yeah. it really is a character. And I think that because... And there have been many articles on this because women have this way of talking now. I don't know when this shit started that mm-hmm. women sound like the Kardashians. This became a thing Yeah. that I didn't think of it as a character choice. I thought, oh, my God, another like actor or, you know, yeah, actor yeah. that talks like this. Why? Why are you doing this? Then I realized, like, oh, no, she's actually putting this on. OK, OK, I can actually tolerate it. And not only did I tolerate it, I loved I wound up loving her character mm-hmm. because she has these like mannerisms she has this way of like she tilts her head back and she has this very like toothy way of talking and she'll and so in an interview she had said that she studied the kardashians when she was coming up with the character yeah and you know they always had like these big heavy like louis vuitton purses and you know they always carry it palm up yeah so she turned her which she like she said she t-rexed it and then like turned her palms down and it just became such an alexis thing yeah um it's just she was probably my favorite character fo- followed real close by David. Um I just love what she did like with that character because it's me. like yeah, they're pretty pretty even but she just was like she took something that I generally find annoying yeah, and made it exactly. very endearing. Yeah. Um I mean David's character is is the type of character I would find funny anyway. Mm-hmm. So he already had like a head start there but he plays it so well that um just the little subtleties he has in the performance. Did you put deodorant on today? Yeah. <laughs> I smelled something. <laughs> um, but I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It was just both those, they're just, they're so typical on the outside of how they react to things. You know, you could see David as a flamboyant person and Alexis as just like, this kind of like airheady, whatever. But there's just so many layers, not only to the characters, but to the performances and how they. It's an onion. Yeah, it's it's really it's quite remarkable. It's an onion show. There's just yeah. so much. There's so much. That, and it's... that topped with like amazing one liners, great, funny back and forth bits. And uh, I can imagine the amount of um, uh, bloopers. Well, that but plus like the just the the. Just them just ripping on each other, you know, or riffing off each other, you know, um, just going off script. You have to just, watch it. It's yeah. hard to explain. Yeah. It's a really hard show to explain. You just have to watch it. And it's like a get top five sitcom those. of all time for me. I easily. really loved it. It's I I say sitcom, but comedy. Yeah, very so. rarely with with um, current shows. Am I willing to go back on stuff? Stuff that's nostalgic? Yes. 
I'll watch Will and Grace and Golden Girls and Roseanne and stuff that I watched as a kid. It's nostalgic. I remember those episodes when I was younger and so I can watch them again. Mm -hmm. But newer shows, I never do that. I don't go back on anything that I've watched in the past 15 years. You know, it's just I don't bother. But I could start this show over again at some point, yeah. not right away, but I could see myself like three years from now being yeah. like, I'm starting it over again just because I miss the characters so mm-hmm. much. I miss David. Mm-hmm. I want David to live here in the house with us mm-hmm. and just, you know, tear my outfits apart. Yeah. <laughs> You're wearing that. Uh, he's just so. And you know what? They also there was an arc in the characters, you know, because they all did sort of start out really superficial and sort of obnoxious. You know, you're like, oh, God, it's just and that was the point. There were this unrelatable rich people that were so out of touch with reality. And then they started to humble in their ways. And I don't know. There was just there was so much growth that you went from almost hating them to just absolutely loving them by the end. Yeah. And uh, it's like the ultimate arc. I'm going to miss that show. Yeah. It was really, really good. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to be keeping track of all everybody from that show to see whether what David does next or Dan, Dan Levy, I think. Dan I mean, Levy. Dan Levy is also him and his dad, I think, mm-hmm. kind of are the creative minds behind it. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know Dan writes most of it. Yeah, he writes a lot of it. Um, he's, and so, he's an amazing writer. He yeah. just did an amazing job with it. But it's... I. I have a newfound respect for Eugene Levy. Yeah. Before I was always yeah. like, oh, it's the guy from American Pie. Like, whatever. But, but that's the thing <laughs> you know? with him is he, he he has that. I mean, that's very much him in the way he reacts to certain things. But no, with this role. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> with this role, he brought a lot. Again, he brought a lot of that subtlety to it where it's like, yes, that's there. And he's kind of playing the straight man for everything because everybody's yeah. so out there. He's kind of the one to center he's them all. He's kind of grounded, yeah. Um, but he does such a brilliant job of that, but still being funny and letting people... You know, I think the brilliance of him in this is just letting other people shine and then just playing that straight person mm-hmm. so well. Plus, God, he's like fucking 80 years old and looks fantastic. He's like in his 70s. Though. Yeah, but he looks great. He looks amazing. Like, yeah. I don't know what Dan, what uh, Eugene Levy, like. Yeah. I, I feel don't, like he looks better now than he, he did 20 years ago. I don't know he sold his soul to, yeah. but he's just, he looks like he's like in his late 50s and yeah. he's like in his mid 70s or something. Yeah. He looks amazing. Uh hopefully Dan Lovey follows in his genes because yeah. he's adorable and I love him now. Yeah. Um he's he's my gay man crush. I I absolutely love him. I I'm so sad. I'm yeah. going to miss them. I I always looked so f- I looked just forward to spending my half hour with them. Yep. And now they're gone. Yeah. Well, Look, so and now we're gone. The See you le- later. The, the lesson to be learned is that sometimes, you know, that talked about stuff. There's a reason. There's a reason yeah. why it's talked about. Yeah. Sometimes not. Sometimes I've indulged in, in the things that everyone's like, this is so amazing. And I'm like that. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. So, you know, you know, give it a shot, especially now. The hell else do you have to do? Yeah, right. So um, it's a perfect binge show. It's a very you good binge show. You can be 10 deep without even realizing it. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. I mean, if you're disgusting, you know, <laughs> hey, if you're a hammer, everything's a nail. Come on, keep your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so um, well, I have no idea what's going on next week. As as per usual, as you know, this well, we'll is... talk about our film. Well, if it's we're done, call it. if yeah. it's done. Um, well, I I might go with uh, life with Linda. With Linda. Living with Linda, so maybe something, like, something that. like that, something along those lines. I hate titling films. It's yeah, the, worst. the worst. Cannot stand it. Because you always, not you, but you know, you generally like want it to mean something, and if you can have a dual meaning in it, you know, uh, you know what my problem great. is. One hundred percent. I'm always worried about 
what I would have come up with that was better. Yeah. It's the commitment part so of it. So even if I go like, yeah, no, I like that title. What if I think of something better than that? Yeah. If I give it another three years, I can probably come up with something <laughs> better than that. Yeah. And then nothing gets titled. So I'm just always like, just name it film 12. I don't know. <laughs> What's the name of your film? Untitled. Z. Yeah. Okay. We went through the alphabet. We're done. So shout outs to Steady Geek and Reality Bomb Comic Cast, Not Up For Debate, Perry Herovis, everyone who's been listening, although possibly by force, but hey, we'll take what we can get. Yes. Um, reach out to us on the socials. Instagram is the on one Instagram. at Go Gorilla yeah. Film. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what's, we'll see what's going on. We'll see what's popping next week. We'll see what's popping, popping, locking, yo. Yeah. We'll have Robin and Stefan, <laughs> Steven, whatever. Steven. We'll have them on, talk about their movie. Not. So, yeah. After, after we just sat here like, ah, I don't know about this. It was, uh, it was underwhelming. Hey, yeah. do you want to come on our show and talk about how underwhelmed we were? <laughs> oh yeah. I'd love to do that. All right, so uh, obviously they, they'll they never be fans of ours. Well, that's, you know, and again, I know we're wrapping up here, but that's the thing is, like, I don't feel like if I didn't like, if they watched our movie, I guarantee you they wouldn't like our movie. But that's okay. Like, I I don't know. I just, I get it. But at the same time, I don't feel like it, it's not a personal attack against them as people or them as even have, creatives. Because have, I will watch whatever they make next. Right. So There's I a feel high like, level of zero fucks given after a while. We're just like, okay, you know, that's okay. You could not like there's a, but, the, but, but I there's think, a way I think, to not like something right to just say I this is why I didn't like about it um, but it's different when people just go like this is stupidest fucking movie yeah. I've ever seen like what yeah. did that that's like? the thing is I feel like <laughs> zero you know, constructive criticism that's why I have like it's like we always said like we'll never review something that we didn't like but it's not necessarily true because. You know, you cannot. Yeah, you cannot like something, but at the same time have respect for it. I have a lot of respect for Code Eight because I know what they went through mm-hmm. to get it made, and I think what they set out to do, they probably accomplished and accomplished it very well. Mm-hmm. I will say that, but it just isn't something that you know. Look, you're not going to like everything everybody does, so I don't know. I feel like you're allowed to not like something somebody makes, and still that doesn't mean that they're not worthy, and that doesn't mean that I don't like that person. You I'm know, Shyamalan. Yeah, I'll perfect. watch every fucking thing that guy does. Yeah. And you'd be the first one to rip it apart I'll if you don't like it. I'll be the first one to be like, this was stupid. <laughs> I'll just so I feel like, go, yeah. oh, he did it again. I feel like we as a as a society or culture or whatever or, or uh, industry just need to get over that. You know, and to your point, there's one thing. It's one thing to be like, fuck you, I hate your movies yeah. versus like, uh, this is what didn't work for me. And you know what I mean? When you have some nuance and you have a point of view and a reason why you didn't like something or didn't work for you. And that's, that's just that. Can I tell you what I am looking forward to watching? Mm. Velocipaster. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, <laughs> I have to know. So listen next week when we re- we review <laughs> Velocipaster. I don't know if we'll get. I don't know if we'll get there by next week, but it it just it's taunting me. It's it's on my watch list, and I'm like, somebody. First of all, the title's genius. Yeah. It's it's you know dinosaurs and a priest or a pastor, if you will. Yeah. It just it's just too silly, and much like you know the butt movie. <laughs> It's you know I'm hey, look, watch it's a tougher now. thing than you think to make a movie like like Velocipaster could be genius or exactly. it could be a, a hot mess and I don't think th- it's going to be in the middle. There's well those films never have a middle no, ground. No. You know what I mean? Like the people that make it are either in on the joke or they're not. Mm-hmm. And if they're in on the joke and they're and they get it, then Tucker it'll probably Dale. be yeah, it'll probably be genius. But oh. it's when people try to make that type of film that's when it gets really really bad. It gets bad. forced, yeah. yeah, and then you're like, uh. That Look, we made a cheesy work. film. Look how crazy we are. Yeah, we're Ooh. so zany. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work. But you have like the Kung Furies of the of the world that you're like beautifully done. Yeah. 
Uh, but then it's like, hey, let's do Kung Fury 14 times. Yeah. We want to do like a remake of the remake of the remake. And yeah. it's like, just write a different I want to make a Kung Fury movie too. Well, no, you can't because it was already made. Make something else. Yeah. Just, like Velocipaster. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe Velocipaster will, will, will be on the, on the list for next week. Maybe not. You'll have to tune in. No. Bye. Bye.